Welcome to the Cottage Fever podcast. I have a special guest with me today, one of my best friends, Annie Rose Mackenzie Bone. Annie's a 19-year-old aspiring animator and illustrator, a student at Colchester Institute, uh, living in the UK. Uh, She mainly has a platform on Instagram and has worked on the likes of the Elton John Rocket Sign and worked on commissions for uh, Blair Amani. Hi. Hello, Annie. Hi, how is it going? Doing very good. Um, Generally, today we will be talking about um, just social media in general and uh, how it treats us as artists. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Like, to start the podcast, um, in terms of uh, different topics, we could start on uh, the recent uh, social media restrictions. For example, like for us, the US, we have the election restrictions on Instagram and the EU protection law, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've only kind of suffered minor consequences of that so far. I know for other people, they've been, you know, heavily restricted. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't send links for some reason i don't know it's it's annoying to say the least mm-hmm. i'm looking in your profile right now and um it says based in the united kingdom yeah i don't know where that came from but i'm not complaining it looks professional mm-hmm. it does look professional it's just odd because usually there's that doesn't location doesn't really like uh appear yeah, on other profiles Mm-hmm. And also, I noticed I couldn't, for when we were trying to start this podcast, I couldn't send any links to Annie on, through yeah, DM. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An inconvenient, but yeah. Are there any, like, uh, any, like, new politics that have to do with that, or? Um, I don't know where this kind of originated from, to tell you the truth. Uh, in terms of politics, our... Uh, uh, fixation at the moment is mostly to do with shit like Brexit and mm-hmm. how we're handling the coronavirus mm-hmm. thing. Those are our two main focal points at the moment where we are. So how how is it for you? How has Instagram kind of changed for you? Um, uh, I know they got rid of it recently with the new update, but um, it used to be regarding the election. Uh, during the, the last few months regarding the election, there's like uh, platforms like Twitter and um, Instagram where uh, they desperately try to uh, restrict false information which is good but at the same mm-hmm. time that in a way that can prevent people from do or, or get or I guess uh, what is it it could prevent the algorithm from reaching certain people so there were restrictions like tag i don't know if, if it, the same thing appeared for you annie but there were tags there were tag restrictions that said uh, due to the election um yeah. we have to prevent this tag so you couldn't see like top tags or you couldn't see popular you couldn't see top tags or you couldn't see recent tags mm-hmm. yeah that was like an incredibly harmful period for mm-hmm. like creators and you know, mm-hmm. people make content. And yeah. it was there for a month, even after the election and after the results were uh, finalized. Yeah, that that was taking the pee. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was, um, it was really, that was tough because most artists get recognized on tags. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's our best friend at the mm-hmm. end of the day, tag and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, 
I'm thinking deeply about this. Yes, me too. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, in terms of, like, I know that uh, in terms of uh, the United Kingdom, uh, I know they, a few years ago, uh, in the U.S., they tried passing... Uh, the law for net neutrality but I know that that took that's supposed to take an effect in the UK I don't know if that has anything to do with it mm. oh shit I remember when that was a thing oh, that's, that's, that's a thing of the past mm-hmm. for me so it's, it's, it's like uh, like copyright issues yeah, I don't know if that has uh, yeah. to do with it like sharing yeah, things and um, ownership yeah, yeah, like a data protection thing going on, but it's it's the hypocrisy and the irony being mm-hmm. it's put a restriction on the, the the exact target audience it claims to be protecting. Mm-hmm. It's like things like sharing art, music, or memes, like stuff like that, that was restricted, and people were making a big like fuss about it on Twitter, I think. <laughs> But it's yeah. like things like social media where you're sharing things where that was an issue. But I don't know if that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's kind well, of freaky that that's happening anyway. Yeah. But thankfully, I think a lot of people are doing what they can to like combat this mm-hmm. this war against the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Um, pardon me. Yeah, but there's a lot of content going around on how we can uh, oppose that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just trying to... Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and, okay, so... Um, and, and just generally, just talking about social media... Um, uh, in terms of, like, the algorithm... Even the algorithm... Even though the... Even the algorithm itself um, sucks. Like, it's not... It can, you know, significantly help artists. Yeah. But at the same time it is so specifically catered to a specific audience and also towards certain people um or just popularity basically if you cater Mm -hmm. to the algorithm it'll help you out but like in a way that could be restrictive on certain things people do Mm -hmm. so sometimes the algorithm can cater to a certain demographic of people like for example like disney lovers or um certain influencers or something like that in a way that's good because it's like it's a huge portion of people that like a certain thing Mm -hmm. but sometimes to grow an audience you need to do that which isn't really bad in my opinion it's a business standpoint in terms of an as for being an artist um a bigger platform and more people to, to see your work and to get your stuff exposed out there um it's literally like your your career yeah to get to get your stuff out there Mm -hmm. it i mean while while it can be a very hit or miss system if you work with it in a a quid quid pro quo uh, quid pro quo fashion Mm -hmm. you can you have to hit those popular topics and jump on bandwagons Mm -hmm. and while you may feel like you're you're cheating yourself Mm -hmm. in a way you're not it's it's pushing you out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. it's challenging yourself and it's 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 gonna help you in turn, and it should do. It will mm-hmm. pay off. In and the and in a way, like uh, just to, to add on to that, um, I and it's it's almost like survival. 
mm-hmm. social media makes it as if that you have to do that you can't just rent you can't sometimes you can do what you want to it's not always like a cut and dry thing where you you can't do what you want but sometimes to market yourself you have to do that cater to what people like mm-hmm. that's just business in general yeah. but um in a way social media has made it that way where you have to do that sometimes mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i think if you establish yourself um through that system and if you begin by you know jumping on those popular bandwagons then you can you can build your following and you can start introducing your own original content which people will come to appreciate you for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. even like going into the the next kind of, it's like a, in the same like umbrella but the same topic like talk there's an it's an entire huge like social stigma about art and a huge bias about art in general um and misconceptions yeah. about art um there's a lot of people that have viewpoints of how um there's only one specific way art can be good mm-hmm. um and that may be like popular opinion like realism is prioritized and it's yeah, the top in the tier room. yeah there's like an entire like debate on what is quality art versus what isn't quality art um there's also and this also has to do with their algorithm too in terms of like types of art that gets the most exposure mm-hmm. and it's and sometimes it's like it's not even looking for creativity it's the same exact like you know pasting Elsa's yes drawing <laughs> Disney characters over and over again let's see what this Disney character looks like in a modern setting or let's Quart- see content <laughs> mm-hmm. let's see what the celebrity looks like in, in a prismacolor uh uh colored pencil drawing for the five million time on my feed mm-hmm. and um <laughs> let's see what um what uh this realism portrait of a pinterest model of a picture that i didn't even take um what that looks like on procreate like and there's nothing wrong with it and it's just the same I don't like being exposed to the same thing over and over again, but some people, there's a good majority of, like, I don't have an issue with that type of art, don't get me wrong, but my mm-hmm. problem lies with people that think that's superior over other, other things, basically, when in, mm-hmm. in reality, it's more of a, a local mindset or a popularity mindset. I don't like when people think that, that things are like, just because it's popular, it's good or just because it looks a certain way it's good because in, in the art world there's nothing having to do with that it's it's more about um how, the process of how you make that artwork what it means it doesn't always need to have to a narrative um meaning or some kind of um you know it doesn't need to be like super deep art doesn't need to be like that but it needs to be creative in a way where you kind of stand out from other people even if it's like taking inspiration from something all of us take inspiration from other things just like how do you stand out how are you different from everybody else basically Mm -hmm. and in no way is this like a conversation to degrade those who are drawn to Mm -hmm. I think someone quizzed me about this on on my Instagram story it it was like um, we were discussing why you know realism as a whole is more valued over Mm -hmm. you know genres like illustration and my answer being is i think most people are more intrigued by the intricacy of the former option Mm -hmm. and don't you know they don't necessarily understand 
the um, the thought process behind genres such as animation and il- 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 illustration because they they see it as juvenile, which is mm-hmm. far from, from far from the truth. So um, I wasn't. I, I, I explained that. I elaborated on that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that's not to say that people who can draw realistically aren't creative, because that you have to you have a talent for that. That is mm-hmm. incredible. Um, yeah, I was just trying to highlight the stigma towards you know the animation, mm-hmm. the, the creative industries, mm-hmm. because they are deeply scrutinised for being too quote unquote juvenile mm-hmm. or childish. And that is exactly. Why yeah. I don't like and another thing like even just bringing like artwork into this again like it's not it's not the fact that realism isn't like you know creative it's just a, it's if you have a range and if you if you're flexible people who draw the same like uh and I'm just mostly referring to a specific type of person mm-hmm. like you know who blue, blue satan is it's, I think she's an artist like, she's yeah. very talented. I think she's, like, grown out of her comfort zone in terms of, like, she has her own art style now. Like, yeah, it's copy, cut, and dry, but at least she has a brand now. Like, you can mm-hmm. see she's branding her artwork. When people develop the same style and they're, it's an iconic signature, and you know, you can identify their artwork, that's a brand. So yeah. that's a good business move as well. Mm-hmm. But, oh yeah, in a certain style. But beforehand... And it's, it's a general thing. It's not even just her. It's, like, people like Corlette and stuff like that. It's, like, the same exact facial... And it's not even, in a way... There's nothing wrong with it. It still takes talent. But it's, like, most of the artwork is traced. There's nothing wrong with tracing either. But it's, like, not taking accountability for that when people call you out. It's, like... It's, like, uh, there, there's that. And then it's, like, the same realism portrait of a, a picture... Or an aesthetic-looking picture on Pinterest... Yeah. of a model and mm-hmm. um the process of that being it's sorry incredibly problematic in mm-hmm. itself and, and it's, the audience yeah a- exactly and it's i mean yeah it's fine there's nothing wrong with it but there's an entire like where people think that's top tier art and when it's like okay well if you tell them to pick up a pencil and draw something original they're not going to know what to do yeah because they do the same exact thing it's and i get it if you're trying to study off of something right and if you're trying to um you know uh learn from something or if you're trying to do it as practice i get it but it's like not having variety and not i think personally i think having your own art style is even more important because you're making something new you're taking aspects of what you like out of other people's art and you're making something new out of it and, mm-hmm. and personally i think that makes t- that, that takes more skill and effort than you know being becoming a cop a, a copy machine yeah and not okay. saying that you're copying faces like that's there's still inspiration you're drawing from it but it's like doing the same thing over and over and over again it's like and it's not even just one person it's like multiple there's an entire group of artists that do that on Instagram, and that's what Instagram and the algorithm caters to the most, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, I think we can appreciate because there is so much media and there are so many ideas that circulate mm-hmm. in the in the creative industry. Originality can be um, very hard to come by, but mm-hmm. we have enough source material from media to gather and you know compose something new out of it. You've, it's just about you know, I think inspiration is very helpful because mm. that helps you create something new from existing material exactly but, yeah 
for 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 someone's standards to be of that capacity where they think that is the limit that is that is what talent is um in regards mm-hmm. to carbon copies etc i think unfortunately that can be narrow minded so they need to highlight the significance of of originality and inspiration mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I used to like, uh, and and I only say this, and I'm only passionate about this because I used to be that kind of artist, and n- not really. Like I know I always have my own art style, and even when I had realism, it's like okay. For example, when I'm going back to the realism thing, it's like those same people that you know do the same realism portraits. It's like okay, can you draw your own thing, but in realism, basically? Mm-hmm. Like it's on- they only know how to do realism when it's based off of something, but it's like can you? draw your own picture and then also make that the same exact caliber of realism yeah. like can you draw your own characters and realism like basically that i remember even when i used to do that i i still did my i'm not even like it's not a flex but i remember when when i used to do the same exact like those pinterest model portraits it was only like two or three and it was only for studies and people took the entire study like thing that people did on either tumblr or you know other platforms and they just continue doing it over and over and over again. But it's like, when you, can you like, and I remember for me, I drew my own characters in the realism style. I still did that. I still had, you could see my style and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I, you could still, I, I did the same thing with like, you know, portraits and stuff like that. Um, but it's like, when you, can you ask them to do anything creative and stuff like that? Yeah, like, I think when you when you start to notice a trend, that that's the kind of cue for you to say, okay, I've got to go, go down another avenue here. Mm-hmm. But understandably, we all start off somewhere, you know. We've got mm-hmm, to experiment. We've got to hop on those bandwagons. We mm-hmm. have to, you know, kind of kind of sacrifice a little bit to begin mm-hmm. with. But it's it's all part of the learning process. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, going like back to um, back to. A little history lesson for our audience um just to like because you know history repeats itself so back then um and i forgot to mention this earlier i was going to talk about this but um in terms of like you remember like baroque art and, and renaissance art like early early like period art where it was like um art artwork used to be very refined elegant and there was like a certain uh i guess for art critics it was a there was a certain art style that you would go for everything was like very um beautiful and romanticized and um there wouldn't be really a meaning to the art it would just be a really beautiful looking woman and everything was so like elegant and you know fine fine and like nicely shaded and creamy and to a certain degree like that's wonderful artwork it looked all beautiful but then the contemporary art movement um came upon uh eventually came and there was a artist i don't remember the name don't get me wrong but there was an artist that drew or painted a picture um almost in parody of the fine cut um artwork that uh other his peers made um and in contrast the line everything was so um dull and the the shading it was like it was a more brush strokes but it wasn't as soft and shaded well 
and um the woman was there was no like form of like perspective at all it was just really flat and the horizon line was very in frontal and the woman was just sitting in a weird position like a very awkward position as if uh you and it was a nude model right but she was looking at you it in in contrast to the other ones the woman would be looking away or they'd be in a very elegant position um for this one the woman was staring at your soul almost like almost like saying oh why are you looking at me oh shit feminine eye contact that must have been controversial i know <laughs> and it was it's almost like she was looking at you she was nude and she was in a very awkward position the the perspective was awkward then also it also had like a a mocking there was also a slave in the background like giving her something mhm um and you don't see that in other artwork like there it was just a very like it was a it was a huge parody of artwork yeah. but then somehow that created the contemporary art movement um later on um it it definitely became a, a social commentary slash criticism exactly People and that's when yeah. art that's exactly when art became meaningful mhm when we stopped imitating when people from life and started interpreting exactly interpreting. when exactly and that's when people started um being more um experimental with art and not really not it wasn't really an issue for some there was more meaning to it there was more of a narrative to it um and it wasn't just so it would look nice mhm and they there was more liberties and more experimentation so the reason why i bring that up is because there was a there's a difference between like even like the most things that like where it's like oh well i can draw that well you don't know someone's process like there's there's a, and as long as they're consi- like they're consistent with their own style and there's a very iconic style that's why we love them that's why we love certain art styles like um associated with different artists and stuff like that so that's why for me i appreciate almost every form of art no matter if it quote unquote looks nice or not i can still appreciate it in uh in regards to someone's certain art style so it doesn't need to be realism to be good mhm i can appreciate it in any other other way here here i agree yeah here here <laughs> No, it's good. Uh, good ph- philosophical take on that. <clears throat> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but that that has like it's in line with with like going back to the the bias. It's like people don't prioritize art. I think the bias like, is very it, it's deep rooted. It's a very traditionalist mindset. I think if mm-hmm. you're if that's the expanse of your limitations and your standards, then mm-hmm. you need to move with the times simple as mm-hmm. like to some people they don't think artwork is work and they think it's some kind of leisure or don't activity don't get me started on that Whoa. i know <laughs> personally like i have my own experience with that in terms of my parents and what they see and like people think that we are just random machines that can just generate art whenever we need to mm-hmm. or or just create something as easy like they underestimate how much time and work and effort that we put into it and um it's still something that's even very much taken for granted in the modern day and age mhm mm-hmm. it is again it's just being an old bastard in your mindset 
<laughs> and like um it's like it's like the same conservative beliefs of art mm-hmm. it's not really seen as a pri- like again not seen as priority even in the u.s i feel like in the in europe i mean maybe not for you but in france they in france and uh specifically in the u.s and new york those are two great places that you know prioritize art because it's more of art oriented places yeah that's like i mean europe predominantly like the origin mm-hmm. of the dadaist movement mm-hmm. i learned that in my college class um oh yeah, yeah no, <laughs> that was where it started getting quirky and alternative so mm-hmm. we, we can thank the europe for that we, we can yeah thank you europe mm-hmm. thanks europe <laughs> but, i yeah. did a study a while ago um on why there was an entire you know why artists are poor not that's not like that's a horrible generalization Mm -hmm. but why there are poor artists and why there's a huge like portion um and why there's a stigma against that because um because a good like i think the i don't think the u.s prioritizes art as uh, in contrast to other you know countries that's why like even if i got the option if if you know if animation didn't work out here i would just go to france or canada mm-hmm. like those are two places that are also animation oriented or korea or something like that like that are you know great places for animation or hubs where other people um have other studios from other countries mm-hmm. um and like do animation for them because that's a thing yeah um I mean, while they're buzzing with opportunities, I, I still think, you know, America's quite a good hotspot. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you got like, you know, you, you, you're quite, you're, you're um, predominant in stuff like movies and animation, mm-hmm. the mainstream stuff. So it's definitely getting more recognition as it. Mm-hmm. It's like, but when I, when I, when I say things like in priority, like. The U.S. doesn't seem to prioritize, like, I mean, art in general, not animation. Animation's probably pretty good here. Mm-hmm. It's just so niche. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, with with artwork in general, like, for j- illustration and whatnot, um, it's just not as easy to create a career out of it if you're freelance and stuff like that. Yeah. And, I mean, no, no, social media is, like, a great place to, you know, start that. But if you're on your own, like, on the street, like, selling, like, or becoming a vendor or other stuff like that, like, trying to get your own, like, little gallery and stuff like that. Like, it's just Ten times harder yeah. in a way. Yes. And it's just, and there's an, I don't think, I mean, I, I did a study a while ago, like, re- regarding that, like, the project I did. Um, I realized that in comparison to other countries, our country's budget for art and funding art isn't as as big as places like europe mm-hmm. like france's is like three times the the or the size or, or i don't know like the they they fund it three times the amount of the us's and that's a, that's actually a lot that's like millions and millions of dollars going into artwork or different forms of artwork Jeez. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay yeah, that makes sense, actually. That's exactly why I was like, okay, if it doesn't work out, <laughs> I'm moving to France. <laughs> no, that's that is a good option, actually. That's stuff mm-hmm. like uh, goblins. That's amazing. Oh yeah, if you see school. like the results that come from that, jeez, no, yeah. it's it's such a competitive school. It's probably the the best animation school in the entire world. Yeah, that bet. Like it's much it's much more competitive than CalArts. Mm-hmm. 
because I remember when I was like I was even considering going there because the, the tuition isn't that high in comparison to American tuition but I won't even get into that mm-hmm. um, Goblins is super competitive and you, not only do you need to already have animation in your portfolio you need to have perfect like life drawing skills but like they also have like an uh, an interview with you where you have to share your screen and you have to draw in front of them and show them that your stuff is real. Oh my god. So you have to animate in front of them. Woo. Then you also have like a test, like a five hour test, where you, you're given five hours to animate something for them on model. Oh my god, that's that's fucking grueling. I didn't yeah. I know. <laughs> but like I I instantly got scared. I was like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> I'm not gonna go to goblins. That's fine. <laughs> I think it would be worth a crack though, if you if the opportunity It would. Was- yeah it was handed to you i wouldn't ever pass up mm-hmm. on it but yeah it's a very competitive school but you you see you see the results yeah. in general it's always you yeah. you always see how good the the films are yeah. from the students They're, they never never miss mm-hmm. hit or miss i guess they never miss huh? um no in gen- <laughs> general in general art is something that you have to evidently show you have something to offer it's it's mm-hmm. a very observ. I mean, obviously, yeah. The it's observational, but it's also something that has to be understood. If I was getting mm-hmm. all intelligent about it, yes, um, yes, it it's very abstract in its understanding, mm-hmm. and to to find a career in it is a real stretch, and it's 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 a hard type of work that goes unnoticed a lot of the time but mm-hmm. the joy of it being when you get to that point where you are at a, at a stage where you can share your work and put it into practice and you know make mm-hmm. a decent bloody career out of it I think that's when people mm-hmm. start to appreciate the craft behind it only then usually mm-hmm. so but you know those are our advocates those people who have made it um who can explain, exactly yeah yeah that's that's a wonderful perspective Mm -hmm. like i i personally think that in terms of like um i I like how there are people that still appreciate it Mm -hmm. and for those it's very powerful in terms of um you know higher ups and industry professionals in art um too and they also realize how like even for like different and i'm getting out of topic a little bit but um, even for platforms like Procreate, like the the people there are just not even talking about Adobe at this point because don't even get me started on <laughs> Adobe and their scam of products. But um, that uh, is so extortionate. Yes, <laughs> paying monthly for that much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, what was it? Yeah, so pro- Procreate. Procreate, not only did they have like a tiny little, no, this is not a sponsorship, but you only pay $10 for a program that constantly updates and constantly improves. They recently, like for their the 5.0 update, like last year, or 15.0 or something, something, I don't know, last year, they implemented um, animation features and all these other new features. You can create your new, you can create brushes on there. You could do so many things. And even if you tell them to fix something, then they'll listen to you. Yeah and they create things catered to artists that's the thing i love about it yeah i love procreate it's the gift that keeps on giving i know right (laughs) 
and you don't even need to you don't need to you know pay twenty dollars a month. <laughs> no, it's good. I think it's definitely handy. It's it goes unrecognized as something that is not quite on par with professionalism. But I don't know. I'd say it was. If you get to no, it's almost the same par yeah. as. Um, I mean, I mean, people would would you know people don't treat like it. professionals yeah, if you're working for like them. It's a professional app, but utilized properly, mm-hmm. you can create some really professional results with it. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like you told me a while ago, like Adobe is no, like you're you're totally right. Adobe is the industry standard mm-hmm. for art. You need to have it because there's certain aspects where they need to send you files or they want you to they want say to save files with his PST files or there's certain aspects where like it's just clean cleaner cut like I don't ever blame myself for I mean you could still make artwork and, and animations that are clean but like with 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 Adobe it could be much mm-hmm. better yeah on the other hand though it's all about convenience and having an iPad is mm-hmm. you know there is convenient yeah so mm-hmm. thank the Lord for Procreate. <laughs> yes, yeah, please. Being... I don't regret anything at all for getting it. It's such a mm-hmm. good app. And speaking of platforms, we're talking about. We were mm-hmm. thinking about. I mean, on the topic of you know Instagram, kind of screwing us over mm-hmm. at the moment. Uh, art mm-hmm. world, that that is full of promise. Oh as yeah, far as I'm concerned. I'm excited. Oh, it is, and and very similar to Procreate. It's made by artists. That's the thing I love. It's not some kind of old white man that just created some app and that's some kind of billionaire. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a app created by artists to cater for artists yeah. in case they've given up on any other prof- uh, on any other platforms. Yeah. And it's just so great because they're making sure it's like they're listening to people. They made a beta, I think, and they're on a, on Discord right now. And um, they're making sure every single aspect of it is very good, and it constantly changes. And that it, it'll be a, a platform ready, f- made for artists. Yeah. I love it when when there are p- uh, people that are artists that make things for artists because we're actually being listened to. It makes to. the world of difference when it's catered to you by someone who actually understands what the hell you're talking about. It's like mm-hmm. when you're in school and you know surrounding the whole prospect of the internet and social media they couldn't be less patronizing to children in school um when talking about oh, yeah. shit like internet safety i mean oh my gosh PSAs, <laughs> don't yeah. get me started no. it's like this stuff where it's like if you post this your college will find you and you'll never go to school again <laughs> or your entire life will be ruined and the hypocrisy being they're the kind of old people that are clicking on click here to win a Range Rover <laughs> click here to um oh, or I Pitties. this is very inappropriate Pitties. but I got I got like this yes I got like an ad where it's like local Russian women in your area in Holliston yeah, or something to get, to get all here that is <laughs> literally how they operate but it, it it's, <laughs> it's so hilariously uncaptivating when you're someone of our age range age group and mm-hmm. you're being lectured if anything spoken down mm-hmm. to by one that does not understand mm-hmm. like, the way it works yeah like like don't get me wrong 
I know that there are dangers to the internet. I think it's just the people that don't understand common sense are the ones that you need to be lecturing. Because there's a a good majority of us Mm -hmm. get it. Yeah. It's not like the entire world is dumb and no one, you know. We know, I think we all know that social media can be damaging. We all know that it can be addicting. Mm -hmm. We all know that there you can destroy your life potentially if you have a platform if you post things that you're not supposed to be posting that could that could stick if someone has a motive to try to destroy you but like and there's a lot of dangers in the internet that we all know of but it's like how dumb do you think kids can be i'm pretty sure a majority of us know it and maybe like a good like percentage doesn't actually like take heed to those mm-hmm. words and it's and it could be like you said it could be patronizing when adults you know are just like oh yes the internet i will never let my kids have the internet and i'll and i'll never use that stuff because it's damaging the message is well intentioned but it's 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 not executed properly enough it may be necessary but you Mm -mm. need to speak to people it would be better if you were just someone who actually knew what you were talking about oh of course yeah and like and for example i think the social dilemma was like a netflix documentary that i had to watch i took a social media mm-hmm. class like recently and that was a great class i loved it and i the I miss i had miss murphy it never came off as like patronizing or anything but it was we, we with the feedback after watching the documentary i think we all talked about it like yes there was an element of truth to it but it's like the algorithm like in terms of like you know companies knowing your information and like you know wi-fi uh uh producers or what is it the uh companies selling your data and stuff like that like um yes an element of it is true but they're not individual people like spying in your account being like oh little johnny likes this so we're gonna make him do this oh and he took a break oh we're gonna make him do this right now yeah like yes that that can be true that may just be an ai thing but at the same time, like it's re- like, what harm is there to you know catering your stuff to an your to the algorithm? Yes, like I don't like it when adults try to tell us that it's the main cause of mental illness. Like, yes, it could it could be oh, a yeah, part of it. Like, but there's the many age. other like factors. <laughs> there, there's so many other things like, making people. That, that, yes, that is such a bitch ass mindset. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> and like, in terms of like, um, you know, like other things, like, uh, for example, like, um, it was like regarding uh, what was it? I'm trying to think on the word. Um, yeah, like mental illness and like. It's like things like uh, just thinking that 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 social media is like this horrible thing. <coughs> when in reality, it's like it's a double-edged it sword. Yes. Right. It can be bad for you, but it can be amazing for you, especially for artists. Like it could be your career. Yeah. You can that could be your money maker. And it's been so easy recently, not easy, but it's been so good recently where people can make more money in terms of commissions, in terms of getting yourself exposed, in terms of getting monetary value over like, you know, things like 
YouTube and TikTok and stuff like that. And it's good for people to get exposed out there and to get mm-hmm. people to see you. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Instagram, what's that new feature they've added? I think I've given it a go. The guides thing. I've only mm-hmm. just started using that. Yeah, oh, I love those. I think it's very similar. It's kind of like akin to collections that what we used to have on like Google Plus mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We used to have a, a platform we shared together called Google Plus. It's all it's dead deceased. now. You must have heard of it, I think. It's deceased. But it was a very, um, like, not very popular platform. It was small, very quaint. But there was a feature similar to Facebook and how there's collections. Um, you can have your own little collections, like, of posts or pictures. You could go up to, like, 30 pictures, I think, or 50, 100, whatever. And it's just an entire compilation of things. And the reason why I was a little wary on getting onto Instagram um, and, you know, having that huge transition was because I really like collections because it, it organizes things way better and Especially the layout's way different. Like but now that like they have... You. Sorry, yeah. Oh, the creators ahead. like me and you, obviously, mm-hmm. who not only have, you know, a creative vision, but actual uh, mm-hmm. kind of uh, creative direction as well. We, we write, we draw. Mm-hmm. So we have more than one kind of abilities and uh, talents that we need to document correctly not for not just for us to Mm -hmm. you know keep a track of but like for other people who are you know new to your new to your stuff that need to uh, be navigated in the in the correct direction Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also like we're just general like i think majority of us are also secret designers like we there, there's a there's a certain aesthetic to certain things so in terms of like uh platform it, it could really matter in terms of layout what your your platform looks like because that draws other people to you and that could be appealing to someone or that could be a, a way where someone is like into your work because of how nice mm-hmm. your your layout looks something about what catches the eye i find that's how i operate if something catches my eye it's it's gonna get my attention how it works All right, so uh, now it is unpopular opinion hour, or we could be talking about um, uh, recent news. I mean, I'm trying to think of, I'm I'm sure I do have unpopular opinions. It could be about anything, like in terms of like shows, movies, anything, like... recent things I'm thinking very hard here I'm squinting my eyes I'm (laughs) it will come to me um Mm -hmm. I think circular lampshades are much better to those box type lamp I'm just saying that because I'm looking at my lampshade and I'm thinking that those Mm -hmm. kind of ovular ones that cover the bulb in general are fucking hideous um if if you have a more <laughs> bowl type lampshade, the light is distributed a lot better. That was really meaningless. I it doesn't look nice. <laughs> no. It doesn't look nice. I love the ones that drape down that are I mean not necessarily a box, but the ones that are like you know, cone shaped. Oh, yeah. Or that go out like a trapezoid. I mean chandeliers are way nicer. Supremacy, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, chandeliers are pretty cool. In terms of like lamp shades, I'm mostly talking I'm really about um, like not the, the ones at the ceiling, sorry. but like the <laughs> yeah, it's okay. 
like uh what is it like uh like lamp lamp shades like an actual I'm lamp. looking oh, at oh, oh. I mean there's one on my ceiling yeah. right now so <laughs> thank you Mm-hmm. Oh, one in your ceiling. You have a circular lampshade yeah, on your ceiling. Is it like the the flat like like uh, what is it cone shade? Not cone, but like a a flat circular one, or is it like a like a it, the sphere? It literally looks like an upside down bowl with a bulb hanging out of it. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my gosh. I think they're very sexy, in my opinion. My hump. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any um, strangely elusive, unpopular opinions? I don't even know if that was unpopular. Um, that was just completely up for debate. Nobody fucking debate. That's random. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, wait. Let me think. Um, no, let's see. I I am very passionate about random things that come up to me. Um. Oh, also, mm. I think double-breasted coats are a lot more attractive than sing uh, uh, attractive than single-breasted coats. Uh, I don't know the difference. Being you've got like two sets of buttons that go down, and single-breasted is just one strip of buttons that go down. So you got like you you pull your coat across, and then you've got like two buttons up here, two buttons below that, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, wait. Which one did you say was yeah, more attractive? Double the double. Oh, it is way more attractive. Same thing with like, uh, yeah. like leather jackets. Jackets in general, if it's double breasted, mm-hmm. it looks way nice. Again, I don't know nicer. whether that's an. Um, I, that's just my opinion. A rat, that's a rat. This is not an unpopular opinion. I mean, no, 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 that's cool though. <laughs> that's cool though. I don't know. That's really cool. I like a couple yeah. of obscure things. <laughs> Wait, wait, let me think. Let me think. I mean, mine, my unpopular opinions are way mm-hmm. more specific in terms of different. Th- I mean, no, no, no. Like, we're still both specific, but like, probably more, a little more general, I guess. Like, uh, a certain issue, I guess. Okay, random. I really don't like Conan Gray. I don't know if you know who that is, but it's this, like, guy. He's also an artist. Like, he did this, like, thing where he got into art school or something, like, a really good art school. But and he did really well on his mm-hmm. APR portfolio, but like he talked about how his essay was like blew everyone out of the water because he was like apparently rich or something, but then it was hard for him because his parents divorced. Oh, that's, that's a massive turn. And I'm like, My okay, just point it down. <laughs> like I was, I literally like couldn't. I just can't take watching yeah. him. He just seems so pretentious. And also, the only video I saw was like the art portfolio thing. And the way he described everything was like, oh, I'm this art prodigy when my stuff is actually average. And um, I got into art school. And I am, my parents are fortunate enough to afford art school. And I am rich. I am no. so rich. And my life was so hard because my parents divorced. And that's it. And he's like, that's my college essay. I wrote an amazing college essay about how my yeah. parents are divorced and stuff like that. And did he end up like drawing And I'm like, okay, fine. There's nothing with his first hardships. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, uh, and then that was like, okay, okay. And then now when like girls are like obsessed with him because he looks, he's an average-looking like boy, boy. right? But at the same time, like, he makes just, like, average music. I don't like his music. 
There's all these girls freaking out about his music. I'm like, oh my god, he's so good. Oh my god, he's such a my cute little indie boy. <laughs> and I really don't like him because, like, I mean, there's nothing special about his like his music. I really think he should have stuck to art because. Sorry, remember the time? I don't know if you saw the video. There's like an entire compilation of love, love. <laughs> There's another one where it's like he's singing Nicki Minaj. He was singing a Nicki Minaj song, but in in, in an indie style, and he faked to laugh. Shit, James Charles energy. Um, I don't. <laughs> no, literally, he was like fake laughing. He's like <laughs> to like, and I think that was like a way to like, oh my gosh, like to get the fangirls like rallying. Oh my god, look how cute he is. He's laughing. But he was like fake laughing. He was trying to sing a Nicki Minaj song in like Ew, an indie version. Bitch. That 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 sounds very Yeah, he was he was very fake. It was very fake. He was fake laughing and we're just like, oh my yeah, god. That's, Ew, that's understandable. That's ruthless, but it's true. And like he doesn't even make good music. I'm sorry. I don't know who thinks <laughs> he was good, but they need help. <laughs> That was my unpopular opinion. I don't I like Conan Gray. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree because that just sounds. Yeah, he's very pretentious. Um, ma, 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 ma. Um, but I think that's it for today. I think that's it for little yeah, podcast. That was, good. That was the. Thank it was. You, it was nice having you, you Annie. Having me too. <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you so much and that is the end um, of uh, Cottage Fever with uh, Annie and uh, me Hannah Ellis <laughs> see you guys